This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. That sounds like some late night bumper music there. Travis, something with the smooth sounds of whatever, you know. <laughs> That's a great one. So, George Blackard filling in for Aaron Flint. Aaron is in Glendive at the Gate Show, and we'll be hearing from him uh, the second half of today's show from the top of the 8 o'clock hour till 10 o'clock, and uh, we'll be looking forward to that. Aaron's in his element. He's out in the field. He's uh, talking to the people and, and uh, you know, bringing you all kinds of good content. So we're talking about all kinds of things today, clowns and balloons and, and all sorts of things like that. You know, I am happy and proud to be not a party person. I mean, because think about it. Part of our problem is people are just party people. You, if you're part of the Democrat Party, then you're, you root for them no matter what. If you're part of the Republican Party, you root for them no matter what. We let improprieties go because it's somebody in our party. We let lies go. Well, they're in our party. You know, that's the problem. We cannot do that. They have divided us into two parties, and it's all or nothing, us against them. And really, folks, it's our country that is suffering from that. We're suffering because of that. We need to stop that nonsense. We need to go back to right and wrong. Right and wrong. Doesn't matter who does it. If it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's a lie, it's a lie. Doesn't matter who says it. So we have to stop allowing them to do that. Now, I will say this. I have worked with different congressional offices over the years uh, to help veterans and, and on other issues, both at the state and the federal level. And uh, I, I will give a shout out to uh, Senator Daines because he is he has helped make some serious change and and in the VA system uh, with veterans uh, services and benefits and just all kinds of things. And, I, and it's always been a joy to work with him. Uh, you know, at the same time, if he comes out and tells a big whopper of a lie, I'm going to be hard on him just like I am Joe Biden or anybody else. You know, another one is uh, Matt Rosendale. I've worked with them and, and it's always been great to work with them. And, and, uh, he cares about veterans and, and Montanans in general. Again, if he comes out and tells a big whopper of a lie, I'm going to be all over that too. But I will tell you, they've done some great things, and my experience with them has been great. The other congressional office, not so much. So, uh, you know, a lot of stories there, and you've probably heard a few of them. But the top story in my mind today is Adriana Cush. Adriana Cush was a 14-year-old girl in New Jersey who took her own life after being bullied at school. And not just bullied once, bullied multiple times times. The final straw was when multiple girls started beating her up and they filmed it and then posted it to social media. And, uh, you know, I, I just think we can't talk about this enough. Adriana Cush and, uh, hey, we're going to talk about that and bullying and all kinds of things when we come back. Give us a call, 406-294-0970. Securing America. The Senate Appropriations Committee Subcommittee on Defense holding a hearing Thursday on the Chinese spy balloon, which crossed the country last week. 
Democratic Senator John Tester of Montana chaired the hearing. What China did last week was completely unacceptable and a real threat to American sovereignty. That viewpoint echoed by Republican Senator Susan Collins of Maine. This was a serious and blatant attempt by the Chinese to collect valuable data. Witness Melissa Dalton, an assistant secretary of defense, testified the Pentagon learned more about the Chinese spy balloon program last week than they did about us. Ultimately, we were able to collect intelligence from the balloon. We are recovering its contents. But that did not alleviate Senator Tester's fear about the threat to America's security. We vanish. If you want to learn a new language, there's no better way than Babbel. Go to Babbel.com to try Babbel for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. You know, there's a lot of things to take away from the story of this 14-year-old New Jersey girl uh, who was bullied until she took her life. Uh, One, you know, she's walking down the hallway with her boyfriend, and these girls attack her, knock her to the ground, and then just start beating the heck out of her. You know, girls, if you're dating a guy that'll let that happen to you, you need to find another guy. I'm just telling you, because that wouldn't have happened when I was in high school. Every boy I know would have done something about it. Uh, You know, and also, it wasn't the first time. So there's a history of bullying going on here. So this tells you that this school's anti-bully policy does nothing. It means nothing. Uh, Not until you get, not until you die. And then somebody stands up and takes notice. But even then... Yeah, you'll be a memory pretty quick, and they'll just go back to business as usual. So these anti-bullying programs that these schools claim to have uh, are nonsense. And, you know, it's just like I said, uh, in here, locally even, when my, not recently, but a few years ago when my daughter was younger, uh, you know, if you're getting bullied and you went and, and said something, you were told, don't squeal, don't be a tattletale. So they're really shaming the victims into not doing anything. And, you know, I think we're so obsessed with protecting everybody and trying to make it so nobody is offended that we lose sight of what's really going on and what we really should do. Uh, Because here's the thing. You can only be offended if you allow yourself to be offended. People can't offend you. You can allow yourself to be offended. And, you know, this is all part of character and and uh, uh, courage and things like that. And, you know, and I know there's a lot of people listening that'll that'll have a similar story. But when I was a kid... A lot of times, if you were being bullied, a teacher would tell you, stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. My dad was my principal, and he would tell me, stand up for yourself. Don't let people beat on you like that. Now, he said that, and I'd stand up for myself, get in a fight, and then I'd go to his office and get my butt paddled. Because back then, you still had corporal punishment in schools. So, But it was worth it. After the very first time, and I stood up for myself and, and how it made me feel, because I didn't just take it. I, I stood up for myself. And, you know, eventually, people quit picking on me. And that and I grew up about five inches, and that, that helped, too. But if you're not an easy target, then a lot of times bullies will leave you alone. 
And, you know, th- this is just stuff that, that uh, is truth. And we used to be told this uh, years ago. And it's true. If you stand up for yourself, they'll stop picking on you because they're looking for easy targets. They, they don't go pick on the biggest kid in, in the class because that's not an easy target, right? So, you know, our schools need to wisen up and they need to quit pretending that they're protecting kids from bullying when they're not. But nowadays, their vision and version of bullying is because somebody called you by your birth name, they go, oh my gosh, uh, we can't have that. That's bullying. Uh, somebody didn't recognize that you think you're a cat or whatever it is. Uh, that's bullying. And, and so we have that going on right now in Helena. Um, the Montana lawmakers have amended a proposed bill that opponents criticize as letting students avoid punishment for intentionally misgendering or deadnaming their transgender peers. Under the change of legislation, schools would be allowed to discipline those who refer to transgender students by their birth name or birth gender when such behavior rises to the level of bullying. What what level is that? Opponents argue that the modified bill just creates a gray area, allowing harassment that schools would not be able to discipline until it meets the state's legal definition of bullying. The sponsor of the bill has said he did not intend for it to lead to bullying of transgender students. Well, you know, no, it's not proven that that is what's going to happen. But here's the thing. If it's more important to pretend along with someone and call them something that they're not or call them a name that is not theirs than it is to keep kids from actually getting beat up, man, do you not see the problem? Do you not see that problem? That they're more worried about that than your kid actually getting punched in the face. So I'm going to get off this topic. Uh, it's just it just is it infuriates me and it frustrates me. And and so if this happens and if something like this happens to your child, I don't know what the story is with the dad in uh, the case of the girl in New Jersey, uh, Adriana Cush. I don't I don't know. I know that. He feels terrible right now, and now's not the time to pick his actions apart because probably the way he reacted is the way the school wanted him to react, and that was to not really do much of anything. But I'll tell you this. When my daughter came home with a black eye from school, I told her, here's how you defend yourself, and I showed her what to do, and I told her, if that boy or any other person comes up and punches you in the face, you hit him back. And so when I went and I met with the principal, I told the principal, my daughter's been instructed to defend herself and to punch back if they ever, if she's ever attacked again. And she goes, well, you can't do that. You cannot tell her to do that. She'll get in trouble. And I said, you know what? It's already done. I already told her. And if she gets in trouble, I told her, she's. I've got her back. I will be there for her no matter what happens because I'm her dad. And my job is to protect her and take care of her, even if the schools won't, you know, that's my first priority. So, uh, you know, you got to take a stance as a parent, you know, get tough, get tough and fight this nonsense. But uh, anyway, 
George Blackard. 200 All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Yeah, I thought what Elon Musk had to say in that personal phone call to Montana's United States Senator Steve Daines after Steve Daines had his account suspended on Twitter, the response from Elon Musk was very interesting. Basically, Elon Musk told Steve Daines that this country should not be run by a bunch of folks in San Francisco with San Francisco. California-style zoning regulations will keep Montana feeling like Montana. To learn more, go to FrontierInstitute.org slash housing. This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. No profits, no sugar beets. This week's announcement of Sydney Sugar's closing in northeast Montana has sugar beet farmers telling their side of the story. After years of American Crystal Sugar Company cutting sugar beet contracts for farmers in the area, they began to cut their planted acres to grow more profitable crops. Farmer Adam Psycho serves on the Montana-Dakota Beet Growers Association board and told me that even if growers worked to buy the sugar processing factory in Sydney, they would not even have a market for their sugar because of American Crystal Sugar Company. When they purchased, the factory came with an allotment, and an allotment pretty much gives you the right to sell sugar in the United States. So without allotment, a sugar factory really does you no good because you produce a product that you can't sell. When they purchased the factory, they essentially took the allotment that Sydney Sugars had and moved it to American Crystal. What we found out during our negotiations when the growers tried to purchase this factory is you would essentially be buying a factory that could produce sugar but couldn't sell it. That's going to be the biggest hurdle as far as the only company out there that has an excess amount of allotment is American Crystal. Other co-ops don't have have the extra and some even have to lease it or rent it back from American Crystal who has the extra allotments. Essentially, the, the ability to purchase the factory is out of a moot point at this time. That was Sugar Beet Farmer, Adam Psycho. I'm Lane Nordblom. Serving the great state of Montana from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, welcome back. So, Shout out to my nephew, Dane, who's trucking goods all over the country uh, today. Uh, he sent me a text, and he said, Grandpa would have been smiling about that story you just told. You're right, Dane, he would have been. Uh, he also reminded me it's Red Friday as well. It's Freedom Friday. It's Red Friday. Remember, everyone deployed. Uh, you know, wear red shirts on Fridays. That was uh, a thing that got started several years back. And, uh, you know, it's just a good way to uh, remember that those people, uh, men and women, deployed all over the country, all over the world. And even though there's not an active war going on right now that we're involved in, supposedly, uh, you know, there are people out there in the military doing dangerous jobs every day. And uh, we just want to remember them and think about them. So thanks, Dane, for that reminder. It's Red Friday. Also, uh, shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs, my team going to the Super Bowl this weekend. Uh, I'm not a Fairweather fan, folks. I grew up down there. Loved the Chiefs my whole life, even uh, through those decades of bad years. So uh, be happy for me. Finally, we got we got a dynasty going. We're building a dynasty there, but that'll all come to an end. But uh, anyway, um, good luck to them. So, you know, there's uh, an interesting story I saw yesterday about this uh, uh, healthcare worker who came out talking about 
the healthcare clinic she worked at. It was a clinic for transgender youth. And, you know, she admits, she says, hey, she's, and in her words, she is very queer. And so it's not like she's just some straight person uh, talking out about this. But she worked there, and finally she realized that they didn't have these kids' best interest at heart and that it was very easy to come in there and immediately they started giving you uh, hormones and, and other treatments and things. And, uh, and we're talking to kids that are, that are under 18 years old. And uh, they told her when she started asking questions, they said, you either need to get on board or get out. And she got out and she's telling that story now. So it takes people with courage like her and I salute her for doing that because that's not the easy thing to do. The easy thing to do is just say, well, I don't agree with it and stay or I don't agree with it and leave. But the tough thing is to speak out about it and draw that attention to yourself to get the word out about what's going on. So uh, my hat's off to her and everybody else that uh, has the courage to stand up to what's wrong and to do something or say something about it and uh, bring attention to it. So uh, there's a bill in the Montana legislature that moves to protect kids and healthcare workers. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of addresses that. Uh, in that clinic, all the healthcare workers were there specifically to do that because they believed in it and that's what they wanted to do. But unfortunately, there are a lot of healthcare workers that are put in a position to where they're told you're either going to do this or you're not going to have a job. Well, this bill that's going through the Montana legislature, Senate Bill 99, uh, by State Senator John Fuller of Kalispell, it protects kids from having healthy body parts removed at a young age. And it also protects those healthcare workers that don't want to participate in that type of surgery. And uh, there's also, well, that was Senate Bill 99 for the kids. House Bill 303 uh, by State Rep. Amy uh, Rieger, Rieger uh, also from Kalispell, is the one that protects doctors and nurses and healthcare workers. So my hat's off to them. Um, the uh, House Bill 303 passed with a big majority, 63 to 33. Now it heads to the Senate. Uh, the other one, uh, Senate Bill 99, passed uh, 30 senators, 4, 20 against, and it's heading to the House. So thank you very much for doing that. And, uh, you know, if you're not paying attention, you should be because the legislature's in and they're passing bills that affect you. And you need to be paying attention to what they're doing. And, and you need to call and support the good things. You need to call and, and uh, tell them how you feel about the bad things and let your voice be heard because it can make a difference. Trust me, it can, especially at the state level, the state and local level, it definitely does. It's hard to do at the federal level. Sometimes I feel like I'm just screaming into the darkness there. But I've actually been a part of changes that were made because we stood up or stood for or against something and let our voices be heard. That's that's what it's all about. That's called participation. So if you pay attention, that doesn't do any good if you don't participate as well. So pay attention and participate and that's what you got to do to be involved in this listen folks we live in the greatest country on the face of the planet in spite 
of what our government does. But we can make it even better if we pay attention and participate. George Blackard in for Aaron Flint. Aaron will be coming on top of the hour from Glendive, Montana. We'll be right back. News. I'm Chris Foster. It's now more than 22,000 deaths reported in Monday's earthquake in Turkey and Syria, but people are still being found alive four and a half days later. Adnan! 17-year-old Adnan Muhammad was trapped in a basement. Six relatives survived in a pocket under the rubble. A four-year-old boy and later his mother saved the crowd there, asked not to clap or cheer to avoid scaring the kid. Former Vice President Pence is subpoenaed by Special Counsel Jack Smith. Smith appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland in November to investigate the former president's handling of White House documents found at his Mar-a-Lago home after leaving office. Also to look into the January 6th Capitol riot by Trump supporters and alleged efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Fox's Kristen Goodwin. Arrested in Washington, D.C., a man accused of assaulting Minnesota House Democrat Angie Craig in the elevator of her apartment building yesterday morning. America's listening to Fox News. So this uh, (laughs) back to the clowns and balloons. So Joe Biden says he has no regrets over waiting to shoot down the spy balloon, even with the new news that it had antennas and could communicate. So he just, you know, it's amazing. Uh, He was asked, now that we know what we know, the balloon had antennas and a communication system. Do you regret not having insisted on bringing it down sooner? Joe Biden said, no, I think that the experts, the intelligence community, the defense community, they've forgotten more about it than you or I know. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Again, it, it, nothing he says does. Um, he said he wanted it shot down as soon as possible. They were worried about damage that could be done, even in a big state like Montana. He said this thing was gigantic. Yeah, it, the balloon was gigantic, and the balloon part wasn't going to hurt anybody. But he said, what happened if it came down and hit a school in a rural area? Yeah. Um, you know, they knew about this when it was over the Aleutians in Alaska. They could have shot it down up there where there are no people, but they chose not to. Uh, you know, and they just sent a horrible sign to our adversaries that we're not going to do anything. You can pretty much do what you want. We're not going to do anything about it. Um, you know, he says it's our airspace, and once it comes into our space, we can do what we want with it. Well, now everybody knows we won't do anything. doesn't matter what you're doing, even if you're spying on us. Over 21 different military installations. You know, there was an uh, interesting story. I had uh, a good laugh out of this when I heard Aaron talking to uh, Senator Daines about uh, Elon Musk and Twitter and being banned for his uh, hunting photo with that uh, beautiful, by the way, uh, antelope. That was that thing was nice. But, uh, you know, Elon Musk still hasn't called me. I've been banned from Twitter like five times, and now I'm just permanently banned. So I'll wait on that phone call. I'm not going to hold my breath. But maybe he'll reinstate me, too, because mostly all I was doing was telling the truth. So, hey, we got Gary and Billings on line one about violence in schools. Gary, what's on your mind? And good morning, George, and thanks for taking my call and thank you for your service. You were talking about this violence of that school being beaten in school, and it just brings to the point of how far we've gone as a country 
to destroy our kids. And think about how those little girls have been so violent to not all lies right at home with their ki their parents. And anymore, you can't call a Democratic Party. They're called a Democratic gang. And you bring the point that we all need a, to protect our kids and stand up. And you do that, George, very well. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, Gary. Uh, you know, I appreciate the call. Uh, and, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Stay on the line, and we'll come back to you when we come back after this break. state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, well, let's go back to Gary on line one. Uh, so, Gary, you sound a little bit older than me. I want to ask you, when you were in high school and you had a problem with somebody else or somebody had a problem with you, and if it came down... To fisticuffs. I mean, what happened? What? How does? How was that treated when you were in high school? Well, thank you, George. I'm an old timer too. When I was going to school in Rogers, Montana, I fought a lot every night after school. I got in fights. But if you had to go to the principal's office, that was a no-no because he had a rubber hose and he would use it on your butt. <laughs> A rubber hose. See, see, that would be that just would not fly today. My dad had a paddle with holes drilled in it, and uh, that got the point across pretty good. But you were also taught to stand up for yourself, weren't you? You know, another thing, George. The, the principal had a wooden on the hand, and when you got called in the office and he laid that down on his desk. It was like a club waiting to hit you. <laughs> and you you had pee running down your legs. Uh, and somebody said, well, um, you, uh, you didn't respect him. You feared him. But nevertheless, it was a, a, a no-no. But he taught us right and wrong. He taught us to stand up. And... I'm, I'm really grateful of all my years of defending myself, too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Gary, thank you very much for the call. I hope you have a great weekend and a, and a great Freedom Friday. We appreciate your call. You know, that that is uh, the thing, too. Is So now we coddle people so much that, you know, it's like, well, you don't need to do anything. We'll do it for you. And it's no wonder that you have people that that uh, are getting run over by other people. And I tell you what, this the side that's trying to so-called protect that small minority of people, they're running all over everybody else. But, you know, it's not the same. They're like, oh, but that's not the same. That's not the same. Well, folks, stand up for yourself. Don't let people run all over you. I mean, you're going to, Gary said it, you're going to feel much better. I tell you what. I'd rather take a butt whooping having stood up for myself than to walk away and not do anything if 
it called for it. You know, I'm not saying that you should always fight. I'm not advocating for violence or anything. And, and there's a lot to be said for turning the other cheek and walking away. But sometimes you can't. So all I'm saying is if somebody starts throwing punches, I'm going to take care of myself. And you should, too. So we got some messages from Aaron. So Aaron sent us a uh, message here. Ah, You should go to his Twitter at Aaron Flint, at Aaron Flint on Twitter, and uh, take a look at what's going on there because they got some good stuff going on there. There's a picture there. Uh, it says, uh, busy week at the Montana legislature. And then it has a couple of pictures, and you just got to go see it. These are the people that we're dealing with. Go look at it on Twitter, Aaron Flint, at Aaron Flint. Um, yeah, you won't believe your eyes. But uh, also, when you see that picture, these are the people that are wanting to uh, read to your kids, take control of your kids, and, and uh, you know they don't have your best interest or your kids' best interest at heart. So uh, educate yourself. Go look at it, at Aaron Flint on Twitter. Um, also, we got a message uh, from Violet and Kalispell. I knew you were listening. Hey, it says, uh, take a look at Glacier High School wrestling program. Hazing incidents that were sexual in nature. Uh, Kirk Nance is the parent who brought it to light. Find the story on NBC Montana. Thanks for that, Violet. Yeah, go check that out. And, you know, here's the thing. I don't know where hazing turned into this sexual by nature type of stuff. Uh, there was hazing in a lot of different instances when I was a kid in high school. It wasn't sexual. It, it was a little bit physical. Uh, and there was a lot of hazing in the military back in the day. And I tell you, it was brutal. It wasn't sexual of any sort, not even close. It was mostly uh, physical uh, and mental. But I tell you what, we were a pretty tight team. There wasn't nothing that one of us wouldn't do for the other one. Uh, you know, it was part of it. Now you can't do that. Now you have red cards in the military. If you're feeling stressed, pull out your red card and they got to stop yelling at you. I don't know what military that is. Hey, we got Ken and Billings. Uh, he has a different idea on the balloon. Ken, what's on your mind? Hi, George. Uh, I had a thought and I thought this from the very beginning. Uh, they didn't seem to know anything about the balloon at all until we and Billings started noticing it, and when we noticed it, we called everybody, and they said, oh, we don't know anything about it until they started flying jets around it. <laughs> so I don't even think that they were tracking it when it was in the Aleutian Islands or when it was over Canada or Idaho. I don't think that, I think that they backtracked after we noticed it. And then they said, oh, yeah, we saw it beforehand. But I don't think that they actually saw it beforehand until we brought it to their attention. Well, that that very well could be. You may be right on that. You know, they, they seem to backtrack a lot or, or uh, reinvent history, uh, even when it's immediate history. But uh, you could be right. But, you know, that says something about Montanans, though. If, if we were the first ones to start talking about it and making phone calls saying, what the heck's going on? Uh, you know, that says something about us, but it, it, it makes you wonder, what the hell is everybody else looking at in Idaho and Canada and everywhere else? 
Well, there was, I never even heard about it on the news that anybody even noticed it up there. And, you know, they probably just thought, oh, it's a hot air balloon or a weather balloon. If they saw it, you know, they just thought, oh, it's one of our weather balloons. Right, right. Well, you know, and they, they wouldn't have even paid attention to it. But we, we noticed, you know, well, that's not correct. That shouldn't be in this area. Right. Never seen that before. I'm going to call and right. see if I can find out what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks right. again for the call. I really appreciate yeah. it. I hope you have a great weekend. So that's that's it, too. You know, you hear that saying, and, and depending on where you are, uh, sometimes it's really important. But <laughs> the saying is, if you see something, say something. Yeah, that that's not just to report people that are smoking in an area they shouldn't be in. It's for big things like this. Uh, but, hey, I'm, I'm proud of everybody that saw that and thought, you know, I need to make a phone call and find out what that is. Let's 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 do something. Let's take action because that's what it takes. you got to take action. Hey, I got a message from uh, Tim up in Savage. He's going to be joining Aaron on the radio at Glendive, sounds like. So uh, be looking forward to that. Thanks for calling or uh, sending us that message on Freedom Friday, Tim. Uh, now I'm going to have to have my radio on at work so I can listen. But uh, uh, Aaron is up at the Gate Show in Glendive. You'll hear him at the top of the hour from 8 to 10. And uh, that'll be interesting. It always is. He's in his element when he's out there uh, and meeting people, talking to people. And, and I know everybody up there is going to have a lot of fun. Uh, see, there's another bill in Montana that uh, is interesting. It's a bill that would hold Montana judges to higher ethical standards. You know, it's interesting that we would even have to have a conversation about ethics and judges. Uh, but we have because, or we do, we need to, because that's kind of where we've sunk to these days. And uh, But, you know, hey, our own president and half of Congress doesn't listen to the Supreme Court and don't follow the law, so why would these judges? But uh, <laughs> this uh, Senate Bill 252 would hold judges to a higher ethical standards. The bill has to do with judicial ethics. Everybody in all branches of government should be held to basic ethics standards, and we need to bring our judges into those standards just like everybody else in government, whether it's the governor, legislators, or statewide elected officials. That from uh, Senator Hertz. Um, you know, anytime we're paying attention, see, if you're going to make laws, I personally don't feel that uh, the only way a politician is accomplished is if they pass a bunch of laws, uh, because we don't need more laws in a lot of cases. What they should do is be clearing a bunch of bad laws off the books. That, that would be a good one. How about we do that one year? Um, but, you know, if you're going to create a law, let's do something to clean up the system, clean up those judges, clean up the politicians. So I, I, I'm going to have to read about this, but hey, I think it's a good idea. If you're going to write a law to police yourself and to police other branches of government, that's probably not a bad idea. Can't let them running around. Just because they're a judge doesn't mean they're right. And just because they're a judge doesn't make them a good person. So we always have to be on the lookout for what they're doing. And again, Pay attention and participate. George Blackard in for Aaron Flint. We'll be right back.
Fox News commentary. The majority of Democrats don't want Joe to run again. Uh-oh, Joe, they're already throwing you out like yesterday's trash. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. It all started with the brutal murder of a young married couple. Now, more than 40 years after the couple was found, investigators and forensic genealogists are cracking the case wide open to uncover a stunning second mystery. Where's the baby? I said, well, wait, he had a baby? We crossed the country speaking with victims' families and those close to the case as we ask, what about Holly? I just want to know what happened. Available on foxnewspodcasts.com and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. For over two years, Joe Biden has been a useful puppet for the left. He's pushed through horrible legislation after horrible legislation, and he's done it while barely being able to form complete sentences. Pretty impressive when you think about it. But the Democrats might have used Joe to his limit, and they're already ready for a new Trojan horse. A new poll from the Associated Press shows 37% of Democrats say they want him to run for a second term, down from 52% support he had ahead of midterms. Many respondents are concerned with his cognitive ability, and it's pretty easy to see why. I mean, just listen to him. Could he win again, even with the powerful and cutthroat Democratic machine at play? Well, when it comes to adults overall, only 22% say he should run again. The symbolic coup is already in motion, folks. Governor Newsom, Pete Buttigieg, and Kamala are sharpening their metaphorical knives, so watch your back, Joe. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Lahren is Fearless at Outkick.com. Maybe it's something you haven't thought about. Maybe you've, you know, you just figure, well, if I, you know, somebody slams into me, get in a wreck, I'll just deal with the insurance company. Well, what about all the collection phone calls that might be coming in? What about the medical bills that might be coming in? Sometimes the insurance company can be a bigger hassle than you expected them to be. Well, well, what if you had a legal advocate that could step up and help you out? Uh, hey, look, driving during the holiday season especially can be stressful with icy roads, people rushing from one store to another. So I would encourage you, if, if you unfortunately get into, uh, into this type of a situation, get a hold of the advocates. Uh, the advocates are here on the ground in Montana, local lawyers. They've got your local Montana values. You can check out their website, montanaadvocates.com. 7-9-0-4-3-3. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana. Statewide, this is Montana Talks. With Aaron Flint. Oh, man. So there's a story out there. Uh, Attorney General threatens to sue nonprofit accused of going woke if taxpayer money isn't returned. That's our Montana Republican Attorney General, uh, Austin Knutson. He sent a letter to the National Association of Attorneys General following an exodus of members as questions swirl about the group's finances and a supposedly liberal agenda despite labeling itself as nonpartisan. Hey, way to go, Austin. You know, that's not something that's easy to do, but uh, good looking out. So he's just saying, hey, you guys are supposed to be nonpartisan. You say you're nonpartisan, but your actions speak louder than words. You're donating to this group and that group and uh, investing in things that that uh, tell a different tale. And part of that, and th- this is something I saw the other day. Man, I wish I had more time today. Um, there is... A type of investments uh, out there that promote ESG. And it's funny because President Biden is trying to uh, make it so that certain 
people, certain organizations have to advance a certain amount of money in ESG type of investments. And basically, he's telling people who you can and cannot invest with. And the interesting thing is, all of these ESG-based types of investments perform considerably worse than other investments that aren't ESG. And this is an equity type thing, folks. This is, you know, that that evil word equity sneaking back in there. And uh, it's just crazy. So now they want to tell you how you can invest and what to invest in. And even though it's not as good as an investment, guess what? I'm not investing in anything Joe Biden tells me to invest in. I'm going to invest where I can get the best return for my money for my retirement. Uh, So keep an eye on that one. Uh, Oh, Matt Rosendale introduced a dual loyalty disclosure act. Uh, This is pretty interesting. It's a simple bill, so should pass, I would think. But this is where you start to see where people stand on a very simple, short bill. Basically, the dual loyalty disclosure act will ensure that elected officials are fully committed to serving the best interests of their constituents and the United States. It simply requires political candidates to be transparent about any foreign citizenship they may hold. You know, I think that's important. I think if you're going to be in the Congress of the United States of America and you hold a citizenship with a foreign country, everybody should know about that. I think they should know about that before they vote for you. So way to go, Matt. I think. And so now, If this simple, short, uh, one-topic bill doesn't pass, look and see who voted against it. And you got to ask yourself, why would they not want us to know if a member of Congress has citizenship in another country, dual citizenship? So that's the thing. When they put party before country and party before people, uh, they vote against it just because it was a Republican or vote against it just because it was a Democrat. That's not serving the people. That's not serving the country. That's not doing the right thing. That's putting party and yourself above all else. So that's crazy. Pay attention to that. Those those little bills sometimes are very telling. The ones that make just great sense and people don't vote for them just because of who uh, promoted it or uh, proposed it. Yeah. Tells you a lot, folks. Well, we're coming up to the top of the hour. Um there's so much to talk about, so much to look at. Uh, you know, Travis and I were talking earlier about the Super Bowl and how it didn't seem to be so much hype this year as there normally is. And I don't think it's because there's less hype. I just think that there's more media, more things out there, apps, movie channels, things like that to watch that, uh, you know, unless you watch the news all day, every day, it's very easy to not see any of that. In fact, I'm guilty of that. Some weekends, I don't see the news at all. And if I'm watching TV, I'm watching a movie, or I'm watching something else, or I'm watching a YouTube video on how to fix something, that's usually I go to YouTube University. But it's Freedom Friday. Aaron Flint's coming up live from Glen Dive at the top of the hour. He'll be with you for the next two hours. Uh, folks, pay attention. Participate. Get out there. Be good Americans. Uh, in fact, go over and say hi to your neighbor this weekend, and be a good neighbor, too. George Blackard in for Aaron Flint. Aaron will be here in a few minutes. Have a great weekend. 
Man, we got sunny skies, and it's not going to be 40 degrees below zero. Even when it's 40 below, people show up for the gate show in Glendive. It's always a great time at the Glendive Agri-Trade Expo. That's where we're going to be with Friday's Montana Talks statewide from the gate show. Hope all of our friends from the Glendive area come down. We'll have the microphone open for you, plus a bunch of great guests from the local area talking farm to table and much more. Montana Talks live Friday from the gate show.